welcome to another episode of Design Under Influence coming to you from the virtual world, from different places uh, that we're located, but we all work for the same organization. We have the same passion. Our passion is to help you, the architecture design engineering firms, um, do your best work while we, or they, my guys, and take care of IT. And uh, the team today is the, the cream of the crop, the talent here. Harry and Mark, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Hello. Yeah, this is the brain, the brain of uh, the operation here at Arc IT. All we do is IT for architects. And today we're answering questions. Uh, we're not selling anything. We're not you know, trying to do anything outside of just g giving you some help and some ideas on um, specific topic today is more on security. Last week, we covered email security. There was a lot there. Very interesting uh, show, by the way, guys. Thank you for that. Um, this week, we're talking single sign-on SSO. Mark, can you kind of lead us in and explain why architects, engineers, designers, or for that matter, anybody else? Anybody. Business. Right. Would, would, what, what's SSO and why would people think about it? Yeah, so let's take a quick step back. Uh, 2FA. 2FA is uh, you sign into a, any type of login. You get a text on your phone. The text uh, has a code. You then enter the code in and you sign in. It's more secure than just having a username and password. Still flaws to it, though. Still ways that uh, your uh, phone number can get spoofed. There's still ways around that. Uh, it makes it a little less secure. Um, next step is would be single sign-on. Single sign-on is... Uh, Let's say you guys are uh, in the Microsoft world. Uh, you have Office 365. Um, you use Autodesk. You would sign into Autodesk with your Microsoft 365 credentials. That's single sign-on. You sort of link the back end. You tell Autodesk, hey, we're, we want to use our Microsoft credentials. You tell Microsoft, we want to use our Autodesk credentials. And it will sort of, that's single sign-on. Um, that's, that's more secure. Uh, that allows for the single sign-on experience. Um, you have very secure connections on the back end, uh, and it just the one of the advantages one you one password, one username, and password for both products. Awesome, makes it a lot easier. Um, then you can take it another step further, uh, also using single sign-on. This is more of a top level. Well, what if you have Autodesk, you have Adobe, you have uh, your computer, you have your Microsoft account, and you want to lock all of those down, and you want to make those even more secure, but you want to use you don't want to have everyone talking to everyone. You just want to have one central thing talking to each one. Um, there's products for that. Uh, Okta, Duo. Um, here at ArcIT, we use Duo. Octas, you might have heard of Okta. That's another one. Um, and basically what that does is you, in the Duo console or the Okta console, you link it out to all these, you spider web it out to all the applications that you sign into, and you have a centralized single sign-on. And that's great. Uh, it's a great tool. It makes one password. You can get a what's called a push notification to your phone when you sign in. Basically, your phone, you get a little you know, notification. It says, hey, is this you trying to sign in? You open it up. It opens up the app. And you approve it or deny it. it gives you the location of where the sign-in is happening, the IP address, all the pertinent information. Super secure. That way, if you get something that's overseas and you're trying to sign in and you know in idaho you know that it's not you you just don't accept it they don't get in no matter even if they know your password mm -hmm. uh, so it's a super secure way um yeah and it's just a great tool uh and arc it takes care of all the back end work so when the user 
gets it, they just sign in and it's that easy. Perfect. Yeah, you want to expand a little bit on the benefits. Like why would company, so first of all, what's the percentage of, let me, I just get a little survey. What's the percentage of customers you come across that use this single sign-on technology right now? So right now, I'll probably say roughly 30%, but that's just as much as I can think about. Um, in terms of the idea of single sign-on itself, I think it's it's centered around the the definition, the the, 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 the the title, single signer. So in a sense, you're signing into one application, but then you haven't, it's giving you access to other applications. Um, so the idea there is um, you have the average company, the average architectural firms have about five, six, seven, eight applications that they use when it comes down to Autodesk. Revit, Autodocs. Um, so they could have different passwords that they use to sign into those applications. It could be quite cumbersome having to remember those passwords, having to individually sign into them when you need to use them. So what the idea behind single sign-on is you sign into this application, it verifies the user um, through say a strong password, multi-factor authentication. And then through that authentication, you are then granted access to other applications. So you don't have to remember the passwords to all those apps or have to constantly log in. So in the sense of it's safer for you, um, it helps you with productivity. So it's, it makes sense for the investment. Hmm. I'm also thinking of offboarding, right? Or onboarding. Does that simplify either for employees offboarding and onboarding? Well, because your identity, the whole the idea behind the infrastructure of building SSO is you centralize your identity provider behind one infrastructure. So whether you're using your email service, some people use their Fish 65 Azure environment. Um, our Google customers use Google. Um, we have some customers that use third-party identity providers like Dual or Okta. Um, so it, it's it's about having having a, a proper bill to that environment, making sure that one provider, that one email provider, whether you're using the email service or whether you're using the property, that one provider gives you access to your other applications. It sounds to me though, uh, and no, and this is like on the surface, it sounds to me that, for example, if I have to offboard an employee it's a lot easier for me to just revoke a single password to say dual versus having to, you know, unwind uh, a spider web as Mark put it of different applications. Am I right? Or am I wrong here? Do you, you, there's still more work involved. No, that, that, that is correct. correct. You're hitting the right dot. So it makes it easier to offboard an employee. So instead of having to go through different applications to remove your accounts, to remove your access, you can just, block the access from that single sign-on and then they don't have access to their applications. Hmm. So it makes it a it makes it a quicker offboarding. At the end of the day, the the back end that's us Arc IT would have to log in and work on the individual applications to like remove the user from there. But like Harry said, the user's offboarded, you immediately you know disable their account in one place and they have no access to anything right then and there instead of 
you know, having to log into everywhere to like block the access that way. Um, so it does speed up the process to offboard someone from the, the end user perspective. You can mm -hmm. immediately block everything right then and there. Which is, yeah, which is, which is, which is a benefit in itself, but you're still saying you, the IT team still needs to go in and, and make sure like you, you, uh, the, the licenses are transferred or however, you know, uh, right. extinguished or whatever. Got it. Right. Um, um, so, so one other thing, guys, let's talk about um, why people would not do it. To me, this sounds, I worked at other organizations that had it and it didn't. Um, why would people not do it? Like, why would, you know, it doesn't see, we'll talk about cost in just a minute. Let's just set cost aside. What, what would prevent people from actually doing this for their organization? In my experience, I think it's just change is scary to many people. Um, they just people are just more comfortable with what they're used to. So if they're used to logging into Autotask and then logging into QuickBooks and then logging into the email, that's what they do every day. That's what they're comfortable with. Um, so the idea of bringing in a new technology could be scary to them. Uh, but once they actually see the benefit of having to just authenticate to one app and then having access to other apps, how beneficial it is to put safety and productivity, they, they, it, it's a no-brainer. But uh. the idea of change, in my case, has been the main holdback. I think Harry hit it right on the head. The biggest thing is what they have currently works. And even though it might be cumbersome, once, you know, after a month, two months, a year of doing it one way, it's not, you don't feel it's as cumbersome as it really is until you see the other way. And the people we've brought from their traditional way over to these products come back to us months later and are like, how did we not do this sooner? Like, it, this doesn't make, I, 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 it's just, it's so easy now, you know? Um, so that's, the change is, is the only thing. And, and it goes without saying security. It, this is the problem, man. We, we, the business owners and, and, and people who run organizations and, and people who work in, in the organizations kind of don't think security is like, yeah, you, you, you kind of do best practices to the best of your you know, abilities, but you really don't emphasize. And that's, that's, that's where, you know, that opens up uh, a huge business risk. So I, I think that's, that's, that needs to be said. Like security um, is is would you say leveled up significantly with a single sign-on? Would you go as far as claim to claim that? Yeah, because because for you to have a single identity provider, you just don't want to have users sign in there with just your password. So what we do in our case is we make sure that before you sign into that provider you have two-factor authentication piggyback into our conversation from last week. Mm -hmm. So you not only need to have a strong password, you need to have a second identity provider ally your a token code that gets sent to a device that you have in the physical possession. And only when you have passed those two steps can you then be granted access to that identity provider. So it's secure. It's it, The level of security that we add, that it adds to your infrastructure is humongous. Um, and then just saving you time from having to remember passwords, call your IT department to resolve a password issue. It's it's it saves you time, but it makes you productive, it makes you secure. It's a no-brainer. But just the idea of change can be scary to some companies. 
Yeah. What about guys? What about cost? Uh, I'm not, uh, you know, I know you, you you don't deal in that world as much, but you 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 know what what things cost about in terms of hours and implement like average company twenty twenty five people, Harry Mark. What would be uh, the kind of overall cost? Because I I can kind of talk about the dual cost. For example, dual is the provider of a single sign on. You know, it's anywhere from three to nine dollars per user, depending on you know the level of uh, of access people are looking for. So that's definitely not cost prohibitive. It's actually it's actually good if you think about that's a security infrastructure investment. That's just right there, man. That's worth it. Um, but what about the actual implementation, guys? So the implementation, and depending on the, the complexity that you want to do and the level of security you want, it, it ranges. Uh, it's more of the initial configuration is where the, the cost is. Like you said, the monthly recurring costs that you said are negligible when it comes to long-term security. That's that's a moot point. You know, you can that's easy to easy to cover that. The cost does come up with um, when Harry or myself are configuring the back end and spending hours of um, setting up the back end so you're more secure and everything works the way it should um, and setting it up correctly. You mean so is the cost of project that we're talking about for like let's say a 25 person firm? Let's just peg it at that. Would you say four to five, 10 hours of IT, uh, of like project uh, level IT work or, or more or less? It really depends on how many applications you want to secure. Um, if you just want to secure like your office and your auto desk, that's a little bit easier. But when you start wanting to secure your VPN connection, your computer, your terminal server, your Microsoft 365 or Google, your Autodesk, your Adobe, and you know QuickBooks, and you just keeps going on. That's when the cost can get larger because you have to individually secure each of those apps to the identity provider. So it, it really, um, a lot of times, uh, I would say, Harry, in your experience too, when setting up like Duo, for instance, we usually start with, we secure their email first. We get that going. And then we slowly roll in the other applications later. Hmm. So the initial setup, is a little bit lower per hour wise. Um, I think 10 to, to 10 to 15 hours is a little more, depending on how large the larger the firm could be up towards 15, I think would be a more realistic expectation. Yeah, so that's, you know, whatever your IT provider charges you per hour for this level of uh, pretty high level of project related work. So, you know, you can estimate if it's you know, $200 an hour, 250, whatever, 150 times the, you know, 10 to 15 hours, that's what it's going to cost. But again, to me, this sounds like such a no-brainer. It's negligible compared to a bridge, uh, bridge, right? Yeah. Or, or getting your, your user uh, credentials stolen, trying to recover stuff. I mean, it's, it, it's one data breach, you know, can take your one data breach, one data penetration, can literally network penetration, can take your network down for days. What is the cost of that? Exponential compared to this you know, uh, weeks even. Um, so long-term. Yeah, let's let's finish, let's round this out with some drawbacks. Um, there's gotta be drawbacks for everything. So cost, we already talked about. Uh, there's there's some cost involved to it. Although I, I think it's, it's not, you know, not a significant uh, burden to overcome. The other one is the change. Are there other drawbacks, guys, like clear technical side, or maybe from a, more of a business side drawbacks to single sign-on that you know of? I would say, I would say in the rare case, 
in a rare case where someone happens to bypass your multi-factor authentication to gain access to that single provider as you, then that user, in a sense, has access to the other applications. That makes some sense. Mm -hmm. So the benefits that SSO gives you can also be a negative. But that's in the rare case that someone has your password and also has possession of your phone, So, which is very rare. But if someone was to hack you and has your phone and has your password and gains access to your single signer, theoretically then they could have access to the other applications that are linked to the single signer. So that could be a value for that. And I'll be honest on that. In my time of doing IT with using third-party identity providers like the Duo and stuff, I've never seen a user get fully hacked like that. Um, I haven't. I'm, I'm sure it's happened. I haven't seen it. Um, so it is, a like Harry was very clear, a very rare case. Um, another downfall that, uh, that I see that it, it can happen or uh, a drawback is um, more on the... Uh, having everything just uh, under one identity provider, meaning that if the identity provider has an outage, just like Azure goes down, Microsoft goes down, uh, you can lose access to everything. I'm just being honest that, that it's happened a couple of times in the last couple of years where the identity provider that like Duo that we're using has a service, a service outage. It happens. Uh, and then you're sort of locked out there. Is it for like a few minutes typically or an hour or, is, or are those prolonged? It's usually uh, about less than an hour. And then it's just like when Microsoft or, uh, you know, Amazon, AWS has an outage, it slowly comes back. And like at first, you're, maybe your entire team can't get, you know, can't get in. And then all of a sudden your colleague can and you can't and it slowly comes back. Um, that's happened a couple of times. Uh, I've seen it happen with the products we use and the other tools that are the same that we don't use, but I've seen it happen with them too. So that happens. There's, a, there's outages everywhere, no matter what service you use. So. Okay. Well, I appreciate you guys' candor and your knowledge and your willingness to share. You know, it's not easy. People kind of trivialize this, but it's not easy to get up in front of the camera and speak your mind and share your expertise. So I think on behalf of uh, viewers and the people who actually benefit from these, I want to say thank you to both of you for taking the time. That's not what you do. You you need to get in there and fix other <laughs> fix things, build SSOs, whatever it is that you do in your day to day <laughs> stuff. Um, yeah, so um, we appreciate it. Uh, I think at, at the end of the day is uh, you know same concept as 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 we, we kind of flushed it out last week is uh, look it's cabin in the woods versus bank vault. Yeah, banks can get robbed. Yeah, you know, it happens. But what is your probability? You know, Kevin in the Woods, if you keep your business servers and all your secrets, <laughs> Kevin in the Woods or Trailer in the Woods versus Bank Vault, you know, it's probabilities. It's all that. Um, so, you know, our job is to secure, secure your business, give you the advice you need, and uh, it's up to you to execute. Um, Harry, any parting words of wisdom? Um. Not for me, but I would, I would say it's in general, SSO is something that we recommend to our clients because the benefits far, far outweigh the negatives. Perfect. Gentlemen, thank you very much for your time. And everyone else, thanks for watching. And we'll see you next week. Thank, thank you. you.